What's up? It's Casey, and I'm here to let you know there is still time to sign up for the Live Winter Collective. We are going to start on September 18th, and we are so excited. We have been prepping and preparing all of 5th Edition Task Lists to get you all the way to pass your exam. You're going to come to class twice a week, Monday and Wednesday night at 6.30 Central Standard Time. Hang out with me, Liat, and Danielle, and have the best time studying. It's going to include all 20 classes, including eight ethics modules and over 120 pages of homework. And I promise you, you're going to find your community who are going to help you get to passing this test and becoming a BCBA or a BCABA. So you know what to do. Don't sit on this. We are starting soon. Head over to www.studynotesaba.com and sign up. We cannot wait to meet you. Love you. Mean it. Study Notes ABA. ABA in a little X rated away. It's behavior, bitches. Hey guys, it's Liat. And Casey. And we are here with episode 147. Casey, take it away. All right, this one is really hard for me. So. Let's see what I've got. Episode 147. (laughs) (laughs) I see it written this time. Like, please, I want you to read that and please say, like, like what? Go. Okay. Episode 147. Mo sneakers, Mo seventh heaven. Like, okay. (laughs) Okay. Let's let's help her correct that. Like, why seventh heaven in there? Not that, seventh is not needed. I, I it was uh, uh, I googled again. I need. I'm I'm struggling, guys. We're getting up here in these like numbers and everything. It's kind of bitchy of me. I've given her the job of like rhyming when like clearly like that is just like not in her repertoire. Like knowing how to rhyme in general. I know. Like I'm thinking what I would say. One four seven, dude. A closet full of fresh J's is like heaven. Elevens. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. a good one. See? Oh. Well, I don't know what those are, but yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan 11s. Yeah. Okay. All right. So before we go any further, sorry, I think I rubbed your leg. Nicole and I are sitting like very close while doing this <laughs> podcast. Um, but before we go any further, I think it's time to give us the reinforcement we so deserve to keep going, especially that we're doing two podcasts back to back today. That's me. All right. <laughs> this is... <laughs> The review of the day comes in from hashtag first year ABA student. Hashtag best freaking podcast is the title. Hi, so I'm a BCBA student completing my first year of grad school and I'm beyond grateful I discovered this podcast. It's so comforting to hear Liat and Casey talk about topics that I think about constantly and in such a casual way too. I get so excited when they are talking about a concept and I know exactly what it is and means. I literally scream about it in my car. It's refreshing to hear these ladies talk about everyday topics and it makes me feel less alone knowing they have gone through some of the same things I am going through or feeling right now. Definitely recommend listening to this podcast. Highly worth your time. And I just want to say, not only did she post this on Instagram, but she, or on the Apple podcast, she did DM us on Instagram with this. So 
kudos to you. We love you so much and thank you. Thank you so much for leaving that. Okay, I'm going to keep going now. Now that I have the reinforcement, I'm good. But before I want to get into today's episode, but unfortunately, there's some guy poking me in my back and it's a robot. He wants to say what behavioral principles we're going to be covering today. Oh. <laughs> okay. Behavioral concepts we will be covering are selectionism, limited holds, latency, motivating operations, satiation, deprivation, setting criterion, token economies, <laughs> preferences, trends. The robot seems to be breaking out of robot mode. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for that robot. Now, if you could stop poking me in the back, that'd be cool. Cool. So today's episode I am super excited about, and I have a very special guest who is literally, we're sharing her leg as our uh, <laughs> feet holder, which is great because I know I you're going on. I am not jealous it. at all about this situation. Um, <laughs> you I, can join us if you want. I, I, we're sharing her leg as like, but which is perfect because you're about to be on a plane later today. I know. Yeah. She's she would love to be closer to people right now. Just mm -hmm. all on top. You're about to be sharing an armrest with someone else. So I just wanted to practice oh. when we're sharing your leg. This is great. Um, when I, built this little like office part upstairs in like the study notes main headquarters. It's like the size is not perfect, but like whatever. <laughs> but today's episode, I brought it to Nicole because, and by the way, Nicole's here. Everyone say hi. This is Nicole from previous episodes. Which episode did we do again? Yeah, it was about um, the economy and how prices were so high. Inflation. Oh, know. inflation. Yeah. Also, let's just talk a little bit about, before we get into the episode, so the team of SNABA, which has been me and Liat for a very long time, has grown, and we now have Nicole, who moved from Connecticut, East yeah, Coast, <laughs> and she's in Dallas, and I'm also moving to Dallas. Yay! When this comes out, I will be two days away from my flight to Dallas. Um, and then when this comes out, Casey's going to be like shitting a brick. Literally, I'm already doing it right now. <laughs> I already could see it today. I feel like she's shitting a brick today, maybe. Shitting a brick. Maybe. She's realizing how close it is. It's uh -huh. so close. It's scary. It's exciting, but it's scary. Change is hard. But the three of us will be in the office. So I'm excited to squeeze into this tiny room with you guys. Yes. Starting September 7th. <laughs> or we could... Like, or we could use the entire big space we have exactly. and just set up beforehand and like we could all be in that. That'd be cool. This is true. We have plenty of room we're outside in a, of this little space. Yeah, it's an 1800 square foot warehouse, but we're literally in a closet. <laughs> I know. It's part of pledging when you work here. You have to sit in small spaces together, whatever. All right. Close so if, space. yeah, if you missed the memo, Casey's been living with some FOMO because Nicole got here, but it's been amazing. And our team, so... If anyone knows, it's been, you know, Casey, myself, at least, like, for a long time, and Danielle helping us out sometimes, but, like, our next full-time person we have has been Nicole, and it's been pretty fucking cool. Um, she writes a lot of our content for us. Her brain is beautiful. Um, if you want, if you stay after the episode, I'll let you read things from her unicorn list. Everyone at our company has something called a unicorn list on their desk, which is all the skills in their repertoire, which are random. Like Casey could read some of hers, for example. What are yours, Case? 
See how she pulls it right there? It's an easy – we're locked in this closet, so we can't get ours. But <laughs> um, Teacher's pet, consider it done. Email queen, customer service queen, takes projects to completion, quickest email latency ever. Okay, we need to do some of your more like personal ones. I obviously have not sent you enough. Those are like no. way only work related. I know. I need some like, personal. But ones. it does speak to her. She like, no, she she gets it done. No, she gets it done. Like that <laughs> that is her. Um, I'm just thinking some of the things on Nicole's list, like off the bat, is like if you guys ever like follow my hair trends going on at the office, Nicole like like legit like braids and foil for me. What's it called? It's like streamers. Whatever, it's cool. Oh, Tinsel, hair Tinsel. Tinsel, yeah, that's yeah. what it is. Um, that, she writes a lot of like, she's like, has an ability to see ABA in a relatable light, which is cool, because then I could bring her topics like today's, today's podcast. Today's episode, yeah. Because in case you've been living under a rock, people are very excited. And I'd say, oh, I don't know, I've seen it trending in the past couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I think also, I don't know if, it seems like it got really hot, especially during COVID. I mean, during COVID, like it was like athleisure. Yeah, so people were home and collecting anything really got big. So people I started know. like picking things and and big into collecting at that time because there was nothing that we can do outside of our home. So uh, I it did I become did. pretty hot. Wait, at you're that time. so right. Yeah. I, I what collect- did you collect, Casey? You know what I collected. Starbucks cups. Bro. Oh gosh. Oh, yeah. I thought that was more I so many like Starbucks <laughs> tumblers thinking they were gonna be worth a billion dollars. Yeah, so that's yeah, what I, I know. When we were moving you out of your house, remember me and and I was like, I wanted this. I there was like four hundred cups and I'm like, Can I have this one? You were like, No, put it down. Limited like, edition. I'll, con- I'll consider it later. I'm like, okay. <laughs> It was a Hawaii edition Starbucks cup. A student from Hawaii sent us. It was really cool. And you still remember the cup. I mean, that was COVID because we had nothing else to focus on, right? Mm -hmm. All of our time went into collecting something of some sort. For my husband, it was hats. So, like, he has all these hats with these logos and, like, he now has, like, enough hats to fill a room. It's ridiculous. Hats for sale. Yeah. So, um, it fitted, if you guys know about it those but anyway that does bring us to what did you topic. collect is this what you collected uh yeah i definitely did collect a lot of sneakers at this time um and today's topic is about sneakerheads. so um of course i do want to start with a good behavioral definition yes. so that we all know what a sneakerhead is and exactly what we're talking about we can use the same language here um because like you said behavior is everywhere uh, a sneakerhead is a person who collects and trades sneakers as a hobby. Uh, and typically, when we talk about sneakerheads, uh, the top shoes are Nike and Air Jordan. They're the most popular types. They also resell very well, those two specifically. Uh, and then depending on your region, depends on what else is hot. Here in Texas, dunks are like the number one shoe. Um, so that's something else that we'll talk about. But Wait, you said Nike and Air Jordan. Is yes. It, Air is Jordan, it Air Jordan's Nikes? Yeah, so Air Jordan is a part of Nikes, but Nikes themselves also have value. Nikes that aren't Air Jordans, which is something like a Dunk or Air Force One, um, those are collector items as well. What about like Yeezys? Yeah, so Yeezy kind of fell off after Kanye had a moment, you know? Uh, Dude, but I, I think they're, they're making a comeback. I almost sent you guys this. Um, Ellen DeGeneres did an interview with Kanye West. I don't know if you saw this. Like, <laughs> no, I didn't. Recently, 
I think it was in his height of like Mania? breakdown. Yeah, it is so funny. Like it's like the meme or the TikTok is like the moment Ellen like like hates that she brought him on or resent no. whatever, and it's like so wild his behavior. He just like yeah, his behavior the, is interesting. He, he just gets like up in the main. middle of it and is like, "Yeezy's in the house," and he's just yelling, yelling, <laughs> yelling, and then he sits back down and Ellen's like, "All right, okay," and then he's like, "You're dead. Everyone's dead. I'm dead." You oh think it's goodness. a joke? And he's like going ape shit on the crowd. And Ellen's face is just so like, and it just, and then he gets back up and does this whole hype thing again. And then he sits back down. But it's so sad because Kanye so is sad. such an artistic genius. Yeah. Like the things that he's brought to music, the things that he's brought to footwear, even like sneakers, shoes in terms of Yeezys. He's very and fashion creative. And, and yeah. Fashion in general. Yeah. He's very creative, but it's really sad what, what his mind is going through. Um, I, I definitely have a, a soft spot for Kanye. I hope he gets better. Um, Me too, because what he's saying about us Jews is really rude. Oh, uh, see, I don't even want to go into all of that. He's, I, I know. No, I know. but I no, I mean, it's yeah. clearly a mental illness. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah, I'm not yeah, like, I'm not yeah. someone to be like, like he's sick. No, but yeah, he he definitely, um, hopefully, will get better soon. But his sneakers are making a comeback. Obviously, he had a falling out with Adidas. Um, yeah, but, all the Jewish people are really mad. Because they're they're like Adidas lost a lot of money on it, yeah. and so they're like, we're going to sell the remainders. I mean, somebody I'm not I'm, like, I'm what's going to happen is somebody else is going to pick up the shoe and it'll make a comeback. But um, overall, like, let's talk about the sneaker industry and like why we're even interested in it behaviorally. And I just want to put this out there because like some people don't know, but um. One estimate that we have, and I did a little bit of research, um, puts the total value of sneakers, just sneakers, being resold. This is not the initial like retail sale. This is a resell uh, at two billion per year. Two billion per year. Um, that's absolutely like nuts if you think about it. Um, mm -hmm. But this is just a, a sneaker that was purchased via retail and then being resold to someone. That is making $2 billion a like, year. Like, this is old, smelly sneakers. <laughs> it is, no, 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 no. <laughs> Nobody wants to buy old, smelly one. So we'll talk about, like, the behavioral principles behind a buy and resell. Um, but I just also want to compare that to something like what we do, like test prep. We, we looked in, like, to see. We were like, yeah. okay, wait. So I was like, oh, like, I wonder how that's doing compared to other industries. And we're like, okay, test prep, like, SATs. We're not talking about, like, no, test like prep. ABA in general. Yeah, but like any kind of test prep would fall into this category. Um, together, they made one billion last year. So, um, you shoes <laughs> is hotter. Double, <laughs> obviously, obviously, way way cooler in in that regard. Um, so you were talking a little bit about like people buying smelly shoes, but it's not that. It's really behavioral, like which shoes people will buy and which shoes people avoid. Uh, which has me thinking a lot about selectionism, right? So um, consumers will pick sneakers based on previous sneaker selections that have sold really well. So if I'm into the hobby of collecting sneakers and reselling them, um, I don't wear all my sneakers. Sometimes I sit on a sneaker. And what I mean by that is like, I She's don't- She's definitely not sitting on it because then it won't resell <laughs> but if, if, if it, the shape gets bent out of shape. No, not like that kind of sit, but like don't wear it. So it stays in the box and we call that dead stock, right? Like the shoe has never been worn. It's never touched the ground. Um, when you go to resell and you say dead stock, people are looking for that because that's like a brand new shoe. You, but 
when I say sit on it, I won't resell it for a while. So like if a really cool shoe came out that previously sold well, I will hold on to it for like a year before trying to resell it because the value of that shoe increases uh, within that year. Um, so behaviorally, why does it increase? I mean, we're talking about a lot of things here. So, um, when we look at sneakers in general, but the, the ones that are going to resell are ones that are like, um, limited edition. They have some sort of like collaboration with someone, um, especially if a celebrity participated in designing the shoe. So something like here, I shared this image with you guys. These are Travis Scott's. Mm -hmm. Um, the original retail value was low, but they're reselling right now at 1440. That is $1,440 for a pair of sneakers. But wait, does, does Nike sell them for that price? No. So Nike sells them in limited quantities at a retail price around anywhere between like 110 to $200. But people are flipping these shoes. They're getting it at that, that price. And then there's a limited them. quantity. Yeah, because it's a limited quantity. They're mm -hmm. selling them to other people at this inflated price. Hashtag deprivation. Exactly. Uh, but typically shoes that have um, collaborated with celebrities or they have really funky patterns, cool colors, those typically do really well. I've seen like Adidas collabs with like Gucci. Yeah. Or something. Those I actually do think do sell for more from the get-go. Like Absolutely. Because they might be like on a Gucci. Name brand, yeah. yeah. When you have a name brand, they do typically do well. Um, but like you said, like, does Nike sell it at that price? No. But what happens is they use both like their Nike website, which also has an app. And there's a special app that I absolutely love. And it might go with why my favorite color is orange now that I'm thinking about it. Um, it's called the sneakers app and it is orange because most of the Nike boxes are orange. orange. Yeah. Um, so uh, sneakers as in S N K R S um, they release like really limited shoes at 9 a.m. Central Time or 10 a.m. Dude, Eastern why are you time. letting people know your secret at the time? You're about hey, to listen, be having more competition. It's fine because I will talk about how I have an advantage here, right? So, like, this is, again, all behavioral. So they have a lot of catching up to do if they're just starting to get into the sneaker game. Um, but pretty much what they do, they'll release something um, and it's a limited hold. So what I mean there is that there's only a small window of opportunity. It's a fixed time limit. Um, that's available where a response will yield reinforcement, the response of entering this raffle. So you have 15 minutes, 15 from 9 a.m. Central or 10 a.m. Central to enter this raffle to get a shoe. Um, and, and these are for like the really limited fancy shoes. Um, you're not even able to enter that draw if that 15 minutes has passed. It'll tell you that that shoe is sold out and not available. So, um, so you can't even like wait scheduling it. wise. So I'm trying to think of this. Let's say, you know, like it's 9 a.m. <laughs> yeah. on Monday. You know, it comes at 9 a.m. on Tuesday. So it'd be like a fixed interval, 24 hours. Like you can't even start like until like that. It opens up that window. Right, right. Then you can engage, but you only have 15 minutes, literally. 15 minutes, but, and they might sell out faster, I'm assuming. It could, yeah. Oh, so no, you but I'm not mean. selling out. You're saying just to right. get in a raffle? Just to get into a raffle. So sometimes it's a raffle. Sometimes they'll tell you that you're in a virtual line. It just depends on the shoe and the popularity of that shoe, like how they predict that shoe will do. Um, 
So the app can also send you a reminder if you've hearted a sneaker like you liked it, right? Um, because it'll tell you about like upcoming drops. Sometimes they do a surprise drop. Um, but either way, you definitely want to have your notifications on because those are SDs that reinforcement is available. They will tell you ahead of time, like a 15 minutes before that raffle opens or five minutes before that raffle open. I have one set for 24 hours. So they're like, hey, that shoe that you really want will drop tomorrow. And it'll be that little reminder for me. So you could like um, prep and clear your calendar. Exactly. Or sometimes like, you know where I am most days around 9 a.m. Where am I? Here. In the car. In oh, the no, car. You're driving. Yeah, Casey, I'm in the car. So like sometimes I'll have my sneakers app open. <laughs> and it'll be on my dash and I'm like waiting, right? Just to just to get in. You're I, sneakering and driving? You know what they say about oh sneakering and driving? <laughs> I I do it safely, I swear. But anyway, um, there is an algorithm though. So like even though you enter that raffle, um, you can move higher into this algorithm if you have previously purchased items through sneakers. So that's where I have the advantage. I purchase all my shoes at retail. I am not spending money um, at these resale values because it's too expensive. So I buy everything directly through Nike and I always buy retail around like also, 100 to 110. But also how much cooler does it feel when you get that as opposed to being like, I'm a little bitch who just bought them for- No, I love it. 550. So like, I'm saying like that is part of like the building your MO. Like, yes. If you, yeah, sure. Anyone could buy them for like two grand. Exactly. But is that, that's not But cool. I'm not dropping two grand. So like I have a very, very um, nice pair of Off-Whites, um, RIP Virgil, who, who passed away recently, but he is the creator of Off-White brand. Um, and that shoe that I have is It's worth, a brand? Yes. Or Nike. So Virgil is a part of the brand Off-White and he collaborated with Nike to make these limited shoes and they're actually Jordans. Um, so he has like all the mix in there. They're by Virgil, they're by Jordan and they're through Nike. Um, I got them at retail for 200 bucks. If you look up that shoe right now, it's well over two grand. Like, Is yours, I, um, are you not, sitting on it? No, no I wear those bad boys. I, I wear know. them. I go out, I wear them. Do you know why though? Because the function of that behavior is the attention I get. People look at them and they go, oh my gosh, those are fire. Like, they look so good. Like, people know what they are. And I proudly say that I got them at retail I and I did, not, right I did not purchase them. Wait, now I'm typing in off-white Jordan. Yes. I thought off-white was like a color. No, it's, it's a brand. Nope, none of those. Um, of course. Oh, ooh, I see it. it. Whoa. This one is on the GOAT website. It's these. Over $1,000. Yeah, I'm telling you, these shoes are now, like, super expensive. Are they air um, or no? They literally look like they'd be Michael Jordan's, like, actual basketball shoes he wore <laughs> in, like, the 80s. Yeah, so I got them at 225 and and now they're, they're reselling so high. So, so high. Do you uh, leave that plastic piece on? Yep, I wear it with that plastic tongue. It's, Wait, people want the plastic piece? Yes. So this is how you verify that they're authentic, right? Like people see all the marks and they know that you have a real pair on. So I leave that plastic piece on. I rock it just like that. Untied, of course. Do not choke up your Jordans. Um, but yes, that is just like an example of something that I got through the sneakers app. And did not waste money, and you know. Have you ever been on the goat.com? Yes, goat is a great website uh, if you want to resell 
but it gets it gets a little tricky. It gets a little tricky. So like some things resell high on there, and then there's some things that don't, which um, kind of go back into mo's a little bit. So um, there is some latency when you when you do submit your raffle or you go to purchase. Um, if you are can't, there any that you could buy like right there? Yeah. But those are typically the ones that people don't want because don't want they're not limited quantity. Like uh, that will go back to your motivating operations, though. So specifically, like satiation. The one shoe I always talk about satiation with, which, again, remember, that's too much of something or a specific stimulus. Um, if there's too much of a shoe, like, for instance, the black and white pandas, the dunks, lows or highs, like everybody has those. Oh really my- basic color scheme, right? You can always purchase those. Those are always available. Like you can go on Nike right now and buy them for 130 bucks because there's so many of them. Wait, I have so something so funny. So when I asked Nicole about this podcast, as you could hear, like she like lights up around sneakers. Like her passion, you could totally hear it in this. But I thought you told me the pandas, and I like, remember you saying it, were deprivation, not satiation. So I have been like, holy fuck. Like I have been seeing people who must be killing it because I have seen like three pandas like since that that conversation. (laughs) And so I thought I'm like, whoa, like I felt cool that like I was seeing people wearing these. But now, of course you've seen people wearing these because there's plenty of them, like totally satiated on this one. Um, not a lot of people want them outside of being trendy, right? If I see a lot of people with it and I want to be on trend, I could easily get these sneakers. Um, but they also have like a low resale value. If you're trying to purchase them and resell, they're not going to resell well. You might get $3 off of it or something like that. There's no profit to be made there because everybody has them. Um, so remember, like MOs have value value altering effects and behavior altering effects. So with a shoe that there's a lot of, um, the value altering effect is that it's a low sales price. You can't price gouge it like it's available. Um, and the behavior altering effect is that people don't try and get them often. Um, so they just kind of sit on shelves. And if you go in a sneaker store, you can easily find black and white pandas. Right. So okay. would that be an AO and an abative effect? Yes. Casey's on it. Exactly. It'd be an abolishing operation, yes. meaning I don't really give a fuck, and mm-hmm. an abative effect on my behavior, meaning I'm not going to do them. anything. Yeah. yeah. Um, I always say, too, like, those types of shoes are just not magical. And you know me. If you've seen me, I wear, like, the loudest colors and the most funkiest things. I want limited edition stuff. I don't want things that aren't magical. I kind of think they're cute. Of course. And I think that just goes back to preference, too, right? Like, people are going to have their own preferences at the end of the day. And there are shoes that you buy because you like and you want to wear them. But I think I also, like, maybe I think they're cute because of cultural selectionism. Like, I'm like, oh, like, cute. Every hot girl these days is wearing a pair of dunks. Yeah. Right? It's been taken over by, like, also, like, the hot girl industry now. Like, they're probably wearing the panda. All the sli- – no, I don't know about that. No, I'm saying, like, the basic bitches around town. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying not, basic, like, the cool celebs. Like, yeah, if you see the celebs, they have some limited edition ones of on course. for sure. Um, but, yeah, I, I think you also like pandas because they're black and white. And what's your color that you wear, like, every day? Black. Black. All black <laughs> everything. So it doesn't surprise me that you like them. Um, but with satiation, there is also deprivation. 
Um, and that's when you haven't come into contact with a stimulus in a while. So um, one thing that Nike does, which is really, really smart, um, if a shoe hasn't been released in a while, they'll re-release it specifically like shoes from the 80s and the 90s they're definitely targeting us guys um <laughs> they know that we had some favorite shoes back in the day that we would want to wear again as adults like these shoes that you brag about nonstop. ah i love these shoes these are the Let nike these are the nike boomeros they're they're really cool they have like metallic swash oh, in them fun. casey does this not remind you of like middle school like yes I I intergalactic. these are not pretty shoes like, like they're not cute at all. Wait, hold on. Because they literally okay, look like your this. PE teacher would wear yes. when you were in PE. <laughs> so I, and I was telling Leah this before, I own one pair of sneakers. I mean, I own like Brooks like running shoes, but like if you're yeah. talking about sneakers, I wouldn't classify that Brooks, as like Use Brooks running shoes resale for a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but I was um, in Dallas and I was, I'm not, again, I don't own any sneakers. And there were these Nikes that Liat's friend I yell at had and they're like these like gra- graffiti like Nikes Ooh. and go get them go get them Nicole I don't know what came over me but I spent $120 which I that is like uncalled like I'm like what or a shoe I know it sounds and crazy I have I told Liat she's like oh my god you must love them I'm like I've worn them once and guess what I wore them in my kitchen for like oh. five seconds <laughs> and I have them just so now that you said that word like what did you say when uh you could resell something if it's dead stock worn? dead stock I'm like these are dead stock these there are sick shoes and they're dead stock you might be able to get a little profit off I mean, of that and that's anything the thing about get. Wait, what it's was the collab again what was the collab it was like I don't know I'm trying to look it up online I, I don't know the collab they but- were like I feel like 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 it kind of looked like my favorite brand, the um, Farm Rio, kind of, but it wasn't. If it has some color in it, you can probably make a little bit of profit. It's off that so shoe. colorful. It's like Go literally get it. like graffiti. Hold Run! On. I'll time you. One. And there's also like Casey. By the way, her headphones are off, guys. She can't hear this. <laughs> she, if you tell her you'll time her, she'll run for anything. Like a like a, it'd be like, hey, I bet you can't get my sandwich for me. Oh, look at it. she's back already. Oh, it's a familia. Those are pretty. Familia, bro. Oh. <laughs> Aren't they fun? No, those have wonderful colors in them. They're so pretty. Literally, I love the so bottom. These are because the bottom looks like um recycled. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've never worn them. So these are Nike Air Max. Air Max. Yeah. Today increase in value or not really? Not really. Um, yeah. but she could probably resell that because it's a limited edition. Um, and because it collabed with someone, she could at least get like and a I've $20 never worn profit them. off of it because it's dead stock. She never wore it. I'm sure some of your familia will love it. <laughs> <laughs> so punny. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you could stop like talking about my shoe. There's There's a lot of behavioral principles around why I like the shoe. And this is a shoe that's actually blowing up. Um, when this released with the metallic swoosh and the metallic accents, a lot of guys wanted the shoe, but it only released in women's sizes, so they weren't able to get it. Um, but if these guys, new stimulus equivalents, they could figure out their, their size shoe and size. women's sizes. Exactly. But- I mean, that's what I do with the guy's shoes. I get, you know, a seven and a half in men's for my nine woman's foot. Like, I know the stimulus equivalents there. That is the same. Um, but there's something about a retro shoe feeling magical. 
because they get those labels as like vintage and obviously they're showing our age to a little bit a vintage shoe but that i saw get released when i was in high school ouch um <laughs> it it works because um you have made some paired associations with that wait so i i want to becomes some- a conditioned stimulus for me is that a little and i don't want to say this wrong because you guys know i like to be the smartest one i'm just kidding like is that I'm always trying to understand RFT. It's just like not my, would that be like a frame that you created? Like vintage? Like, cause you, like whenever we talk about it in class or is it act? No, that's uh, RFT. It's frames. RFT. Yeah, like, like you had an association with it as like a specific time in your life. So like, or like that shoe for me could have been like a shoe I was bullied in. So I'm like, fuck no, I don't right. ever want. I think there's more like um, respondent conditioning there. You've paired that stimulus with those feelings. Um, But that's where I get the like the nostalgia feeling from. I think the word itself, vintage, is a frame, right? Like I know what fits into vintage and what doesn't. And, you know, I love vintage everything like clothing, shoes, styles. Um, So, yeah, for me, like both, but vintage for me, I'm like, grandma china set <laughs> i would love um, to shop in your grandma's closet like that is that is me all day that's your jam I'm i like, love that she loves it because like it's stuff that like i don't really necessarily want to wear but i know she will so like now i've gotten like newly into going to these thrift stores and being like this vest is hideous nicole would love it <laughs> exactly like i almost feel like i should start a page just like showing off all my vintage wear because it's wonderful um, but I have you paired, rock it. Yeah, I've paired those things with good things. So like grandmas, they're always nice and comforting. Like, of Cookies. course, I'm going to want to rock that and feel wonderful. Right. Mm-hmm. I've paired those things together. Um, I have conditioned myself to respond that way to that stimuli. Um, and back when I was teaching in person, I would wear all those vests because I remember my favorite teachers had those vests they, on. They, right. Like those are the wear best them teachers. In such a different way, though. They were like carrying Vera Bradley purses wearing those vests. I guess you are too. <laughs> I am too a little bit. My my Vera backpack, don't shame me. It's okay. Anyway. Kills me. Um, with this deprivation of like not having seen these shoes in a long time, there's a value altering effect, right? Uh, the value of that shoe increases. The price also increases because um, people are deprived of it and they're willing to spend more to get it perceived value exactly and then the behavior altering effect of course is an increase of people trying to get them um which then becomes difficult they're not easily accessible so they're magical shoes man i gotta have them they're limited i want it um so you'll do things you wouldn't typically do exactly shoe like sit while driving <laughs> trying to like get in line to even be in line even be listen, accepted to be in a raffle listen, no because i know i'm not gonna spend thousands of dollars on a shoe like that is just unrealistic for me so nicole and i were having this debate earlier i was like dude if i could get the exact same shoe from china fake i will like why not i have the exact same fucking shoe she's like no because then it's not real i'm like who the fuck cares who knows she's like no it's not Real, because then she's like, Nicole aligns with her values. (laughs) It's not even a value. It's just like. So do I, getting something cheaper. Okay. Maybe that's just the Jew in me. I don't know. (laughs) But it's like generalization, right? Like I have really tight stimulus control over what's a Jordan and what's not a Jordan. I know. She's like Like, touching my shoe and she's like, the padding is not correct on the heel here. (laughs) 
I'm like, dude, they are. I'm like, they are padded. And she's, she's like trying to convince me that it's a legit dunk. And I'm like feeling the back. I was like, bro, I have dunks. This is not it. Like, wow, that's tight stimulus control. It is super tight stimulus control mm-hmm. because I have a really good understanding of what fits into the category of dunks and what doesn't. And so I know those characteristics of those stimuli. Uh, and I knew that that she could discriminate didn't fit. I, I definitely discriminated. But I mean, if you're just going for functionality, sure, get the the shoe from China. But if you're trying to talk with sneakerheads, they're going to call you out and be like, dude, that's not a real shoe. Dude, you can't sit with us. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but also I think sneakerheads would not sit with me based on the way I was tying. Oh my gosh. My real or fake dunks. <laughs> okay, lacing Wait, is Wait, was, ti- was she tying it like bunny knots? Yeah, she had the bunny ears on the dunks. Mm, even I know that. They were so Dude, I know it, tight. but they were hard. No, okay. First of all, okay, let me say something. <laughs> when Isabella came to surprise me for my birthday, she was wearing these New Balance shoes the 550s, right? Yes, girl. She remembers the label. Okay. Also, Isabella is like tiny and everything looks like so cute on her, right? So Isabella I'm like, is I, I, I'm going to get those. So I get them and I legit look like I have a chode on my foot. <laughs> I saw you return them in your email. I tried. Okay? She tried to. She tried to. I'm like, these shoes have so much tongue. Like, <laughs> like all you see is tongue. Okay. Like, all right. And I'm like. So then I like bring it to the office and I'm like, I always bring my returns here because I'm going to like ship it off from the office and I'm like trying to figure out how to do it and I'm like, oh, there's a little mark on it, whatever. And Nicole's like, well, first of all, why don't you fucking tie them right? And I'm like, Mm. okay. She's like, you're choking them up. I'm like, (laughs) like, you're, what's the word you said? Yeah, you did. You choked them up. She's like, like, I'm talking like the tongue was like erect. I mean, the tongue was like out of the shoe. It wasn't even like touching her foot. That that tongue was like so bent. I can't even explain it. It looked hideous. So she's like, let me take that for you. And I'm like, whoa. Because then I compared like baseline to intervention. And it looked like a different shoe. All I did was fix the lacing. I opened it up. And I was like, dude, you do not tie sneak like you don't bunny ear sneakers like yeah you can tighten from the side so i like fix the lacing she put it so on do you and like, was like oh my goodness this is a different shoe I, do i like it now not really because <laughs> <laughs> no i i did like you're not i like it off like i like it off but the problem is it doesn't fit like a dunk. Okay. And that's what I told her. I was like, you can't expect New Balance 550s to feel like a Nike dunk. Like, they're not functionally equivalent. Thank you. Not equivalent I relation. I thought they were like kind of like, e- like the same look. Like they're both like mm-hmm. I mean, yes, they're both sneakers, but they don't have the same properties. So. No. Get dunk out. like frames. We are but- such like complex human beings. We are. I know it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it makes sense. Like everything, everything can go back to just kind of like how sneakers became this thing. Right. So like it used to be, I, I don't know, me and my husband are avid sneaker heads and we collect a lot, a lot of sneakers and we have resold them too. Um, but we used, like, especially my husband, like we, we reminisce on like high school, you could go to the mall on Saturday and wait in line for the new release like in person. Oh my gosh. Uh, and like everybody could buy a pair. Like it was not hard 
to get the new Jordan or get the new Air Force One or like any of those. Like you could easily go to the mall and get them. Um, but over time, Nike started making limited quantities of things. And then that's when the competition started coming. Because once you set a limit, there's a specific number that's only available. Um, that's when your behavior starts to shift. And so now um, not, are not as many pairs are made, like just in general. They only make, you know, small quantities. Um we are such like little rats in like an experiment. I know. And they kind of like, like watch like, us it's and like, like, see like see let's what go we watch do. the idiots. Let's go watch the idiots like <laughs> sit on their phone while driving. I know. Well, and it's like we do it. We do do I'm it. I'm saying it's like we're literally like it's like such like a like an FA like turning the behavior mm -hmm. on and off Mass like mass experiment. Like okay, we're going to do this parametric analysis. We're going to see like how rare they need to be that people jump. Yeah, but Payless was lit back in the day. That was that was the spot to go to if you wanted a bang for your buck. Um, but now with like not as many shoes being made or like specific specialty sneakers being made, um, what happens is that people buy them and then they're able to resell them at double, sometimes triple that of the retail price, which is like but wild. Back to Yeezys, like that ugly ass pair that looked like a dinosaur <laughs> foot that looked like a like made out of croc material yeah it looked like almost like a jail slipper like what they would give you in a penitentiary those ones yeah but also like kind of like those like shoes you wear in like holland like the point at the top they're just like hideous like <laughs> oh, like a boat oh shoe? yes 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 the foam runners like literally hideous yes. it just shows how like those are called foam runners i believe you're talking about that just shows how like conditioned idiots we are i'm sorry yeah that one <laughs> Like, I, I do not think those are beautiful at all, but... Um, it actually kind of looks like a shark if you look at it from the side. I don't know what he was going for, but it's the fact that Kanye made it, right? So, like, that collaboration has increased the value of that shoe, and, like, people were really, really into that one. It was like, if the croc wasn't ugly enough, let me help you. Listen, no shade to crocs. Whoa, I have never rock, seen these before. This is I rock ugly. crocs. Crocs are wonderful. Crocs I mean, are... Uh, Everyday shoe. Yeah. Crocs sure. are comfortable. <laughs> um, they're slide-ons. They're boat shoes. All the things. Yeah. Last forever. Durable. Uh-huh. They're, they're Gibbet. wonderful. Gibbets. Anyway, we are, we are going way left field there. Um, yes. I think that there was a lot of behavior principles in this episode that I... Nicole. You just never thought of, right? Casey's no. like, what the fuck are we going to talk about sneakers? But listen, okay, so where I say I'm, like, ahead of the game is that the token economy I have bought into, kind of like with your bubble tea, where you're like, oh, I'll just keep buying and punching my card, and then I get a free bubble tea. So, like, me, if I just keep using my Nike membership and purchasing shoes with them, I move higher in the algorithm. I've gotten multiple early accesses to shoes, um, which is really cool. Um, if, you know, things don't work out here at study notes, I'm sure my husband and I can open a resale business and like <laughs> do well, you know, I'll, I'll bequeath you these ones. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah I'll, I'll get those off of you. Um, but you know, with early access, I have access to shoes before they release to the public, which is pretty cool. Obviously I still buy them at retail value. So Nike still gets their money, but I could also wear a shoe like a week before people have access to it, which is pretty cool. You're like uh, one, like one of the only. That's yeah, very selective. Exactly. 
And then discounts. So like they have a loyalty program where you, you know, use your Nike membership to make purchases. And um, like there was one time I got a really cute pair of toddler Nikes for Lorelai for like 14 bucks because I had that many points with Nike, you know, so like that stuff does reinforce your behavior and keep you purchasing with them as well. Um, They like Nike tries making you like make a membership from like when you go on in the first place. I'm like, dude, I'm literally here to buy a pair of pandas. But it not does, actually, but it makes sense. But I'm too, saying they're honestly. smart. They give you sucked in. Because it also applies to like their clothing if you ever need sports gear. So like clothing, cleats, it, it all just goes back to Nike. I know. Well, sports bras, shorts, socks, all of it. I just, I just got such like a brain blast, like back to like track. Like yeah. the the spikes. Spike what? cleats, yeah. They were Nike. Mm-hmm. My rugby shoes were Nike. I mean, Nike has held me down for a while. Actually, this is a reminder that I need to watch Air. Did you watch it? Yes, we did. Okay, I want to mm-hmm. watch it. Yep. It's really good. Um, you watch it. But, you know, as with all things, not everything's going to fit neatly into the resale world. Nike still has a group of consumers that just go off of preferences like you, right? Like, you're not really big into what the shoe is or, like, making money mm-hmm. off of a shoe, you're more into what's trending right now, right? Like the graph says that a lot of people are buying these. I'm in. Like what can, I'm, what, I'm the hot girl. I'm the it girl, right? Right. Like what can make me look as hot as this influencer? Oh, exactly. it must be the shoe. Okay. Gotta get that I'll, shoe. Wait, I still don't look like them. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> now I'm trying to return that. Now I'm trying to return them and I can't return them. Fuck and, again. and I choke them up every time I lace them with my bunny ears. <laughs> Uh, the one downside is that people have gotten really smart. So you have to have a quick latency to response, right? Like if you want that shoe that releases at 9 a.m., your vote, like your your uh, submission has to be in at 9 a.m., 9.01. Like you have to be within that first second um, to really have a shot at it. So what people started doing was using algorithms and bots because um, Nike tries to make it fair. And so you can only have one submission per person. Um, so I could, I can't like make multiple submissions within 15 minutes. I can only make my one submission. Uh, so people started using bots to set up like other account addresses and, and other email addresses and other, and so they'll try and buy up a shoe. Um, and because bots have quicker response latencies than humans do, obviously, um, it's really hard to compete with. So typically they try and put in, um, a catch in there to say, like, check off if you're a human. Um, but there's also some antecedent things you can do to be just as quick as a bot. Like in my sneakers account, I have my card linked, my, you know, address up to date. So literally my size is already inputted. So all I have to do is click submit, like I'm ready. Um, but still sometimes that's not as quick as a bot. So that can be challenging when it comes to trying to, um, select a shoe or like get picked for a shoe when you're competing against computers. That's the world we live in right now. I know it's wild. It's wild. AI chat GPT. Don't get her riled. We'd have to like keep this episode within a certain amount of time. You can't even say chat GPT in front of her. Uh, it's not that I'm against chat GPT. It's just the mathematician in me. Okay. Well, so also like- though, Nick, Nicole, you are chat GPT for us. You don't need chat GPT. I'm the human chat. So like, I just worry about, you know, like my job, right? So my job, I create content. Like 
an algorithm can learn about content through internet and like what's available on the internet, but it doesn't mean that it's always going to be accurate. It doesn't mean that it's always going to be true. Um, it might have lots of errors. Like if you ever want to have a fun time, ask chat GPT to create an image of something. It looks wonky all the time. It's never right. Like they're still trying to learn. Um, because uh, it's, software, it's algorithm, right? Like algorithms learn through data sets. They have to sit, sift through multiple data sets in order to Multiple to learn. exemplars. Exactly. So like when you guys are doing all those funny filters on Facebook, right? Uh, allowing AI to learn from your face and create the goddess pictures or like the glam. You don't let them do it? No, I don't let them do it because I don't want my job taken away from me. That's what it all comes back to. I'm a creative content person. If a if an algorithm takes my job, I'm gonna be mad. Like, don't and worry I wrote her something like relatively nice in text yesterday, <laughs> and after I was like, "LOL, Chat GPT wrote that." Oh my gosh, I was like, "Way to make me hate this." Well, text no, you you know it's you know it's Chat GPT when it's like cheers at the end, like <laughs> love our friendship. Cheers, you're the best. <laughs> Some weird sign off, right? So like. Eventually, they will get better, and ChatGPT is useful if you're in, like, a creative slump or something like that. Um, but I just think about all of us creatives and content makers. We only yeah. want you. It could be assistive, for sure. But anyway. Anywho, um, with that, everyone, I recommend you look what's on your feet. <laughs> and you see, like, are you cool or are you not? <laughs> or does it even matter? Does right? it even getting yet? Does it like, even matter? If it's not the function of your behavior and you're just going for preference, kudos to you. But like if if you really love sneakers and you are into making a flip, then you might want to pay attention to like consumer behavior and what's uh, most likely to get you profit off of a shoe. And you could do that by exploring the history, right? You could yeah. actually look at all the data of this. I mean, this is exactly what my brother-in-law does with day trading, right? He'll I be know, like, except he works with like stocks and crypto, right? Like no crypto, but just stocks, like based on like the behavioral history of mm -hmm. how like specific stocks do, and like learning to like short it, like when you know a stock's going to go down or when right. you, you know whatever it is. We do the same thing with sneakers, and we exactly. use like StockX and Goat to kind of check out the value of sneakers or how a sneaker is going to do. So with that, everyone, I, I think that might have been our most behavioral <laughs> concepts we've done in an episode <laughs> since Selective Mutism. Oh, with Steve. Yeah. I, I mean, we covered a lot there. And so... I just hope you guys see... Apply behavior analysis in the world around you because that is my brain all the time. And when Liat brought up this topic, I was like, dude, you don't know how behavioral this is. And it's crazy because we all fall victim, even as behavior analysts, like we fall into these behavioral traps ourselves, right? Oh, for sure. I, I know everything that's happening and I still engage. Me too. I mean, <laughs> wild. And with my bubble tea, I'm literally like, let me spend more money just so I could get one free drink after I spent $300 here. <laughs> cool. Is it free at that point? <laughs> All right. Well, Nicole, thanks for coming on about this. It was super fun. Casey, hopefully you saw that like sneakers does have some. Um, Dude, I mean, I went and grabbed my own sneakers. Yeah, yeah, she, she got into it. And I was laughing. I was like, if I tell Casey, I'll time her. Look how fast she'll run. 
after you got <laughs> off. I was like, her headphones are off. She won't know this. Your latency was really good. Dude. Yeah. If there's a competition, you better watch out. <laughs> that's why I said she needs to go on The Bachelor. I mean, she wasn't married. I'm saying like those girls, like that's how they make the drama. Like they're oh, actually yeah. competitive. I'd be like, fucking take it. Whatever. <laughs> I'd be like, I win whether you're a, a whether, whether or like, not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just it's about winning. All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in. You know where you can find us. You can find us on behaviorbitches.com. <laughs> Allie in the chat just wrote hashtag ugly chodes, lol. You, you said in the past episode too, you were like, I look like an ugly chode and Alan couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> I said that? Yeah. I'm really into chodes lately. So you can find us on behaviorbitches.com. You can find us on Instagram at behaviorbitchespodcast, Facebook at behaviorbitchespodcast, uglychodes.com. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm kidding about the last one. Don't go to that website. I don't know what you'll find. Go leave us a five-star review in the Apple Podcast app. We love it so much. And as always, love ya. Mean it. Hey, guys. It's Liat. And Casey. We just want to take a second to let you know that if you're thinking of being a millennial like us and starting your own podcast, there is a way. You can do your show without having to become an audio editing and production wizard. Because guess what? We don't know shit with that. But we have Alan at Pretty Easy Podcast who helped us get started. He records our shows. He posts them. He adds awesome, awesome music and cool shit when we don't even know what he's doing. He sends us teaser episodes. He does it all. We just sit here and friggin' talk. We shoot the shit and you can record from home, your office, the park, a bathroom stall at work. It doesn't matter. He provides the complete podcast studio. All you need is a microphone and you're good. Alan caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. He has been super flexible with our schedule. Whenever we need super. him, we go to Google Calendar. We just book him and he does all the hard work. It's like so incredibly easy. That's why it's probably called Pretty Easy Podcast. So be heard and have some fun podcasting like us. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today. Today.